The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian, and if you dishonor myself or my friends, my hammer will yearn for your face. This is Furitan Furcantries. I am a Dwarven Druid, and I like to find myself some nice leaves to sleep on. This is Peter McMoist. I'm a dark elf bard, and I'm the best fucking town crier in Terror Guard. Previously on the Very Good Adventuring Team. The gang fights face spiders and Fjorten goes down. We rejoin our heroes as they fight for their lives. Oh, want to something fun uh, about dwarves? You have advantage in saving throws against poison. You have resistance against poison damage. Well, son of a bitch. Oh. Well, that doesn't really matter now. I'm down on the ground. If you don't uh-huh. know thyself, you miss out on thyself. Mm-hmm. That's, that's something that's a to t-shirt. Take- that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know thyself, you miss out on thyself. Who is That's that? Like Abraham a- Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something a youth pastor would say. As they as they pick up their acoustic guitar in the woods. You know, kids, bring if you don't know thyself. Bring you miss out on thyselves. Anyway, here's a little tune about how much I love Jesus. Put that one in the old notes so I remember it. <laughs> uh, okay, and then on the phase spider's turn, submarine commander is going to reappear to the north and is going to attack Jeff. Remember submarine commander from way back at the mm-hmm. start? That's a hit. Uh, that's a hit with a 16... Kablow. Give me that constitution saving throw again. That's a pretty weak roll, though. 22. Uh, 13 gets rounded down to 6, plus 9 is 15, rounded down to 7 damage for you. Uh, For anybody that doesn't know what I'm doing there, just to spell it out, uh, the original roll was 9 piercing damage and 13 poison damage. The 13 poison damage gets halved because Jeff made his saving throw, so that 13 becomes a 6. I'm adding back in the 9, because that's the piercing damage. That makes it, uh, what did I say, 15. And then that's getting rounded down because he's got rage, which halves any damage. 
And anything you round in, uh, sorry, anything in D&D gets rounded down to whole numbers, unless it specifically states otherwise. That is the end of the phase spider's turn. Round eight. You can believe it, folks. Round eight. Fjorten, make me another death save. Da -da -da. I do. Do, 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 do. Oh, that is, uh, what is this saving for a death throw? Uh, so you need to get a 10 or above. We're going to use this, uh, Bard's Grace here on a 1d8 because I'm that desperate. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Gonna roll a 7 or an 8. Son of a bitch. Nope. That's Hold one more death throw down. Two failures, one success. Man, if I... If I die of this game with something I shouldn't have with resilience, I'm going to be pretty upset. I did not read the rules. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to suck more is when your friends choose not to revive you. Exactly. They're going to be like, eh, that sounds kind of expensive. <laughs> well, you got to learn your lesson somehow. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just picturing the characters in the game being like, well, if we just revive him, he's not going to learn his lesson. <laughs> Let's let him decompose a few more days and then bring him back. Then he'll remember. Uh, Jeff, it is over to you. I will hit the yar. Yar. 21. 21 For is 14 a hit. damage. 14 damage obliterates yar. I'll just keep on spinning around and I'll hit the one to my north. I can't say their name. Sentinel? The one to the north is Submarine Commander. Submarine Commander. 18. 18 also hits. 17 damage. Curse Blat. You destroyed two spiders on your turn. Both were heavily damaged. Both are now <laughs> dead. Come on, Peter. <laughs> over here. Jeff scoots over to be able to attack Sentinel. Peter's invisibility ticks down four rounds remaining, and Peter, it is your turn. Um, so, giving first aid to Fjord, I assume that takes an action? You use your action to make a medicine check. If you roll ten or above on your medicine check, you stabilize Fjordan. It So, is, is he close enough, being kitty corner like that, where I can attempt it? Yeah, so it works the same way as melee range, so you're within a square all around. You're good. Okay. Well, that's what I'll do then. Very good. Uh, Make me a medicine check. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> you hurt me, boy. <laughs> God. Yeah, that's a... Uh, I rolled a one. <laughs> but, <laughs> plus one for my medicine skill. <laughs> Straight up... Break my ribs trying CPR. <laughs> so a finger goes in here? Is that... <laughs> uh, he seems to be coming back. He's got an erection. I'm going to just double check on the medicine check thing, if that's... Because I, th I think uh, it is a, a check. I think you still have to roll for it. Uh, where are you? <laughs> uh, well, it's good. Good to know you. <laughs> where are you, Death? Uh, look on the bright side, though. We're going <laughs> to... 
That's two way split for this mind share. <laughs> Always look on the bright side of life. Uh, yeah, so unfortunately, uh, you can use your action to administer first aid to an unconscious creature and attempt to stabilize it, which requires a successful DC 10 wisdom medicine check. Uh, and you rolled a two, so unfortunately, that was not a successful check. First, do no harm. <laughs> Damn it, Jim, I'm a bard, not a doctor. All right, anything else on your on your turn? <laughs> no, I've done quite enough. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, there is a phase spider near you called the Sentinel. And let's see, which one is Sentinel going to attack? I'm gonna. I saw a joke today that was like, uh, "Roll a one d two." Do you mean flip a coin? <laughs> Did I stutter? <laughs> Uh, with rolling a 1d2, that's a 2, which means it's going to attack Jeff, who just appeared alongside it. That's going to be a bite attack towards Jeff with an 18. It It'll hit. Right? It hits with an 18. 11. Uh, 11 on your constitution save means you meet it, so you beat it. You are able to have that damage. Uh, 15 goes down to 7, plus 10 is 17, which comes back down to 8 damage. You know, I wish I could remember what the name of my first grade teacher was at this point, because, like, I'm really grateful for all the flashcards they put me through on simple addition and subtraction and multiplication and division, because, well, it's really paying off now that I'm 40 and doing simple math for D&D. I think I screwed up, too. Shouldn't that piercing be cut in half right from the gut? Um, I, yeah, I'm essentially doing that, so... Uh, to go back through it one more time, the poison gets cut in half because of the saving mm -hmm. throw. Then I add it together, oh. and then that whole damage gets that's halved again. So yeah, you're getting you're. It's almost like you're taking a quarter damage because if you're making the saving throw. Except the poison damage tends to be a larger number. I'm in not this almost case. dead, so I got that going for me. <laughs> that's that's pretty true. Yeah. Um. All right, so that was Sentinel's turn. They do that damage to you, and then... Oh, wouldn't you know it? Boop! Gravitar appears on the far side of Peter. Um, Peter, you've got... Uh, you're causing disadvantage by being invisible, but they are getting advantage for being flanked, so it's just a normal roll. Because no matter how many times you have advantage or disadvantage, it all just cancels out to having it or not having it. Uh, so they are going to take a regular old bite attack at Peter. Oh, lucky you, though. That's a six. Oh, sorry, no, that's an 18. Sorry. Just went through all that about advantage, and then I fucking <laughs> ignored it. So an 18 is going to hit you, and then they are going to attack. Please roll me a constitution saving throw. God, what if I killed two of you? 21. That means that... 21 is a success. I win at D&D, &D and I'm the best at D&D. &D. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the combat ends and Jeff just leaves. Nope. Time to go well, do something else. Thanks, Meat Shields. I believe the term is sole proprietor. 
Uh, so that 23 is going to get cut in half down to 11, and then there's 11 piercing to add to it. So 22 damage for you, Peter. And round nine begins. Fjorten, okay. please. Hey, I, I, I need to do a constitution check for invisibility. Oh, that's right. Thank you very much for remembering. 19. Excellent. You are still invisible. Fjorten. Oh, God. Fjorten, make a death save. I actually got my went and got my physical dice because I'm not going down my stupid computer. <laughs> All right, I haven't cheated yet. Fourteen. Nice, you get a success for that. I'll trust you this time. Trust me this time. Next time you're gonna have to pull out the camera and Discord and show us the roll. I'm kidding. I trust you. That is right, two fine, successes, fine. two <laughs> failures. You are on the brink, the edge of life and death. I know everybody out there is on the edge of their seats as well. And maybe some of you are just edging, and I would ask you to stop, but come on. (laughs) (laughs) Can't ask them to stop if they're already edging. (laughs) Just finish up quick. (laughs) (laughs) We'll wait. We'll wait. You sounded like like a disappointed suburban mom, but like kind of weirdly the cool mom. <laughs> like I know what you're doing in there. Just finish up so we can go to church. Ugh. Um. <laughs> okay. Not something I ever thought I would think about. Um. That which reminds me of another entertaining thing I saw on Reddit today. Somebody fucking put together something. It was like. If you angrily masturbate to a picture of yourself with a dude's cum in your mouth and money, you're committing all seven deadly sins at the same time or something like that. I was like, wow. How long did it take to come up with that scenario? You really mapped it out. Oh, I saw that one. It was it was if you're ang- angrily masturbating to someone else's money and you cum in your mouth. In your own, it has to be your own mouth. <laughs> Where does sloth come into the equation? Hmm. I was wondering that too. And oh, I guess, they missed you know, one. I guess maybe yeah. masturbation is that like Comments. an easy thing? Hmm. I don't know. Masturbation I, I don't know. can be that was, that pretty was, high was energy, like, but yeah. You hey, know, get to work and stop masturbating. Yeah. Oh man, I was supposed to go to work today, but I just masturbated instead. Oh. Aww. It's happened to us all. It's happened to us all. Anyway, uh, that was Fjorten's save. Jeff, tell me about your turn. Well, shit. Can I move around to the other side of Sentinel like this without uh, getting uh, targeted for opportunity? You certainly can. Uh, The way that you get an attack of opportunity is if you leave melee range, which I can understand you not knowing because I don't remember the last time you did. Jeff, don't back down from no fight. You know what? Well, shit. I don't think I need to move. Watch me roll fucking two low ones here. <laughs> here we go. Oh, Ooh, that's... that's a 26, but if you had had moved... If you had moved over, you would have gotten that 28 for a crit. I remember right, though. This one's in a rough shape. We'll see if... Uh, yes. Wouldn't have actually mattered. 10 points. Dead. 10 points of damage is exactly the number of hit points you needed to subtract from Sentinel. They have been squooshed into non-existence. Can I move and then attack? Always. Then I'll 
whack it like this. There you go. I see now why you did what you did. You wanted to get the flanking on Graviton. 22. 22 is a successful hit. 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage is good. They are not down to bloodied yet, but they are not doing good as they were six seconds ago. Stay put. Stand pat. Peter, you have a mere (laughs) three rounds of invisibility Uh, left. Peter, um, tell me what you'll do with your turn. I'm going to try to help Fjorten. You can always keep on trying it. doesn't matter if you failed once. Uh, Come on. It's not like getting into law school. Come on. There you go. All right, ready? Yep. Five. No! Oh, no. At least it wasn't a critical failure this time. (laughs) Oh, Man, and and like in such a noble moment too. Peter, who only has eight hit points left, still tried to save Fjorten instead. Now that, that kind of shows Oof. he's he's a gambling man, and hmm. I don't know if there's anything else I could have done. Goodbye. I use my I use my bonus action to say goodbye. You use your bonus action to hit play on that Boys to Men song? I, I, I use my bonus action to close his eyelids. <laughs> Aww. I'm not quite dead yet. I'm actually feeling <laughs> much better. Good night, sweet prince. No, really, I think I could make it. I feel like... You're not fooling anybody. You'll be dead by next time. <laughs> yeah. All right, Gravitar on their turn. Gravitar is going to. What do What do you need to succeed on a medicine check? Thirteen. Ten. What? Is, I didn't hear that. Sorry. Ten. Ten. Okay. Uh, lucky you guys. The uh, attack from Gravitar. It sees Jeff go around to the other side. It's going to attack them instead of Peter. Uh, and that turned out to be a nine, so no damage for you this turn. Round ten of combat. Round ten. Fjorten. Fjorten, here we are in round ten. Here's here's the moment that we, we can't avoid. You have two failures, and you have two successes. I need a death save from you. I also got a plot point. <gasps> you do have a plot point. Yeah. Yeah, you can't I, use it I, to just say you succeed, though. I know. I literally <laughs> just remembered that I had this. Plot. Well, you better use it before you die. I know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I want to give... Uh, I'm trying to think of how it's like... You can't... I can't, like, save... Outright save myself, but, you know, still save myself. Well, like, let me ask this. When I was um, doing medicine... To Fjorten. Uh, like, how, <laughs> how am I helping him? Um, so let me let me maybe just guide you in here. Um, <laughs> Don't say that. So here's what I'll say. Um, so what what you would be doing is you would be using uh, a medicine kit of some kind. You know, think of it as like a first aid kit. Uh, it's a box of bandages and poultices and smelling salts and whatever other natural shit you could find. So what I'm going to say is that um, Peter is going to realize, oh, 
I've got this thing in my medicine kit that is actually more helpful than the other things that I was doing. <laughs> and All right, uh, I had, I had like my sewing kit out. I'm like, oh shit, I have a. This isn't it. I have a medicine kit. I should probably use the defibrillator instead of this. <laughs> You've so just you, been like you, poking you him with a salt shaker. <laughs> Why is it this doing anything? I don't know. So. It's up to Sam to figure it out. What happened, Sam? Well, well, I mean that's a that's a that's a really good that's a really good option there to possibly give you another attempt at a medicine, or I was gonna say something like an extra. While you're doing that, whispering your sweet nothings into my ear while doing whatever you were doing, I don't know. Hopefully, oh, maybe getting another bardic inspiration out of it. Wait, 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 wait. Let me let me retcon this a little bit here. As as like your your body is laying there on the ground, all full of spider bites and poison, and your your spirit is slowly drifting up from your mouth in you know like a la uh, Harry Potter. Um, what the fuck were those things called that were sucking the souls out of people? Oh, the the, de- the Death Eaters? No, the, the big... What's the thing? The Dementor. Dementor, yeah. So, like, you're, you're like your visage is, is coming up out of your body, and you're like, wait a minute! I'm immune <laughs> to poison! <laughs> so... <laughs> so... I forgot! Oh, yeah! That's right! <laughs> Okay, that, that's what you should do. Like you suddenly remember. <laughs> <laughs> just straight up forgot so, I was a dwarf. So where where all that's going is, uh, I'm just gonna give you advantage on your last uh, death save here. Okay, I'll take that. I can't I can't just give it to you, but I'll give no, you, you advantage. Can't. I'll do it. We'll do that as the poison. It, it goes through my body and it slowly just slips out through my resistance. I'm gonna possibly get a an advantage on this death throw. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. That's the first one. dice now. First one's a three. Second oh one. God. Oh my god. Twelve. Oh, oh. <laughs> plot point. Plot point redeems itself. Oh dude, that was very Oh my much. goodness. Uh, Plotpoint redeems myself. Yeah, because, well, you would have had to take the first roll there, so you would have just died. Good job. Good use of the plot point. Way to be alive. <laughs> way, to, way to do the minimal amount of living. Yeah. Yeah, one second, right? Alright, so having remembered... Oh my god. I am not as affected by poison as I thought I was. Uh, you managed to pull through uh, and, and, and push your soul back into your body. You are now stabilized. You have zero hit points. Um, you're unconscious. And you are... Uh, let's see here. Let me read this. If the poison damage reduces the target to zero hit points, the target is stable but poisoned for one hour, even after regaining hit points, and is paralyzed while poisoned in this way. Uh, let me just double check that poison doesn't have any additional effects that I should be remembering here, but I don't think it does. Books, books, books. So for one hour from now, you are poisoned. 
That means a poisoned creature has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. In addition to that, you have the ability stated here, which is that you are paralyzed. Nice. <laughs> nice, I'm paralyzed. Okay, that I can go better, with. Better than dead. Better than dead. All right, I'm going to leave your character horizontal there. Because we're still in combat, everybody. We're still in round 10 of combat here. That was pretty darned exciting. Uh, Gravatar remains on the field. Gravatar is damaged, but not wrecked or, or bloodied. Jeff, it's your turn. <laughs> All right, Gravatar. I don't like you and you don't like me. 21. 21 is a hit. Uh, or 17 damage. Oh, damn, 17 is a lot of damage. They are wrecked. Tell me about your second Come attack. again, 13. A 13 seems like a crappy number, but you actually have advantage in the oh, 27, shit. and the 13 would have hit either way. <clears throat> eight. And also, eight seems like a crappy amount of damage for enraged Jeff, but, uh, yeah, you, uh, you, 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 you kill him. You kill him. You kill him. They only had three hit points left. You destroy... Gravatar, the last phase spider ever. Like, you just drove them to extinction. This was their last... No, I feel out. a little bad. That was it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You killed this cave's worth of uh, phase spiders, and you, all of you, have exited combat. That eight is actually the least amount of damage I can do. Fun. Are you sure it's not two? No, it's eight. Okay. <laughs> mean. Okay, so you guys haven't made it uh, more than 25 feet into this cave, uh, which sprawls out beyond you. Um, you've got Fjorten, who you can bring back to consciousness if you can find a way to get him at least one hit point back. Um, but he'll still be paralyzed for an hour. What would you like to do? Slap him a few times. Wake up. Mm. Slapping doesn't restore oh, hit points. He didn't say he was trying to score <laughs> hit points. <laughs> <laughs> he has to have at least one hit point to regain consciousness. Um, how do I give this dickhead hit points, Peter? Um, Can you do some kind of... That's going to be a new spell I should make up. Healing bard slap. Spell? I, don't, I don't have any healing Do we have any potions? None <laughs> um, that help people. <laughs> you give me an all of a sudden I have just diarrhea. Can we light a fire and make him comfortable and take a rest? Um, we can give him an itchy butthole. No. Does that help? Um, <laughs> we can make him blind in one eye. Does that help? That might be helpful. <laughs> um, I don't know. Can we can we suck the poison out of his wounds? Um, roll for suck. What if we look of the options you guys have discussed so far, the one that would be helpful would be taking either a short or long rest. Well, it seems fairly obvious. All right, let's take a sh let's take a short rest here. Okay, uh, let us begin a short rest. Uh, to do a short rest, the first thing I'm going to have you guys do is make me an adventure roll, uh, and I'll have Jeff do it since he was the first one to say rest. Adventure roll. Was that just a d20? Just a straight-up D20. Eight. With an eight, the hour passes quietly. I will allow all of you to expend as few or as many hit dice as you would like to spend. Ooh, all of them. What am I at? What's, what's my hit dice? I think I'm 1D8 now. So I'm, I'm spitballing a concept here. 
in my head. Uh, I made a joke a little bit ago about healing slap. I wonder if I could make, because there's no healing, and in, in intentionally, there is no healing cantrip in the game. Uh, because otherwise, it's basically like a free way to get as many hit points as you want. But I was thinking, what if there was a spell called Healing Slap, where you roll two dice, and like maybe the dice would go up as you go up in level, so it starts with like a D4, maybe it goes up to a D6, D8, D10 over time, uh, or even more, or multiple dice, who knows? Who knows? Cantrip progression, that kind of thing. And you designate which of your dice is the healing dice, and which of your dice is the hurting dice. <laughs> So you slap somebody and you take, you know, like X amount of damage, but you also heal for Y amount of points. So it's just, it's a way of either hurting someone more or, you know, bringing them back to consciousness. Who knows? Try your luck. That sounds really fun, though. That sounds, that's a gambling risk uh, I'm willing to take. I think I might make that as a cantrip for you, Fjorten, because you're the only one that has any healing ability. I'm also the one that's uh, fallen twice, so maybe I'm not the best person to give that to. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what it makes the most sense for, since Jeff was the one that said, I slap him. Yeah. Maybe we should give that to Jeff. I think so. I already And I already have a healing spell for that healing word that I can use as a bonus action if I wanted to. Mm, that's true. But this would be a cantrip. You could just keep using it. You could just keep slapping them. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Wah, wah, wah. I've only got one thing to say for this mid-roll. Happy birthday, Don. I'm also editing for time, so let's get back into the action. So having killed the last spider and gotten into now you've got this just big cave here uh what are you gonna do oh and i'm sorry and you've uh you've rested so fjorton is now conscious um oh and i suppose we should go over how many hit points did you guys each get back do me some uh, math i used quick. i used like almost all of my hit dice likewise numbers the fans only come back for the numbers tell me the numbers I used uh, six out of seven hit dice to get myself up to 47 out of 49 hit points. I have used five hit dice as well to get to 42 of 47. I used three hit points to get me up to 69. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's where you stop. It's always where you stop. Uh Very good. So, here you are. You're at the beginning of this cave. Uh, tell me tell me a little bit more about what you'd like to do about this cave. You guys, are you guys fucking done? You going home? You going to explore? What do you want to do? I think we can poke around it. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I it's wanted to part. Annou- announce to the, the people that I'm around here, Point and uh, Jeff, that, hey guys, guess what? 
I'm resistant to poison, so just found that out about myself. Um, let's continue on. Let's do this. A little personal why, spiritual uh, journey. Why'd you get so sick and almost die? Yeah. Are you a little delayed, do you think? It must be, yeah. So what'd you ask, um, Peter? I forget. All right. I want to go in this little opening where the spiders came out of. Please do. In there. Push your way through there. Well, didn't, didn't you say it's only like three feet tall? Three feet. That's like three foot diameter, so you know he could he could get in there. You'd have to crawl. You guys had to push on my big Goliath butt. Since I already know it's <laughs> since I already know it's in there, I'd I'd be the one pushing from behind. Come on, these little dwarf hands against that big old Goliath butt. You you do the like the outward knuckle crack thing, you know, where you like kind of put your hands folded together and then crack, and then you get it. Mm-hmm. You like secure one hand, squish a little bit, make sure you got a good grip, and then you put your other hand on his other cheek. I use my um. My uh, gravy hole in football team tactics, and just kind of we'll do a, a shoulder shove in there. Reminds <laughs> me of my gravy hole in. Reminds me of a gravy hole in day. Oh, I just pictured you like you just got a hand on each cheek, and you're starting to like push, and Jeff's like, no, forward, not out, <laughs> and then you ram a shoulder into the middle. <laughs> And that's what pops him through. Whatever gets the job done. Right? Shoulder to the taint. Um, actually, you know what? This is going to be really boring if we if we do every single piece of this. So um, there was going to be sort of like phase spiders hopping in and out and harassing you guys as you went through these caves. Um, and just because of the nature of the way that it all rolled out, you just killed all of them pretty much right at the entrance. So... <laughs> uh, so, I'm going to have all of you guys make me... Let's just have you make me um, some perception rolls. All that right. is a 7, a 13, and a 15. So, aggregate success for the team. I'm going to shove you guys over to another part of the map. What you find is this little storeroom that you're now in. After wandering through the caves, this was obviously sort of the storeroom slash mining operations room. And uh, Mr. McMoist, I believe, with the 15, you are the one that comes across. If I can find my notes in my smattering of a thousand notes here. You find a box. Inside of this box is a smattering of miscellaneous gemstones. Altogether, they are worth 500 gold uh, pieces. And Fjorten... I'm sorry, what did I just say? 500? I meant to say 900. Did I say 900? <laughs> you said 500, so... Very nice. I'm, yeah, I meant 900. Sorry, I don't know where that just came from. I, I just totally had a brain fart. You find a box of 900 gold pieces worth of miscellaneous gemstones from this mine. All right. And Fjorten, you find... Uh, you're just kind of picking through, and you're like, Oh, look at, look at this hammer. This hammer doesn't really look like a mining hammer. And you pick it up and you give it a heft and you realize that this is a war hammer. (gasps) And you can feel that there is a faint magical aura coming from this war hammer. But you don't specifically know what it is quite yet. What is this war hammer made out of? I didn't think of that. It It is a rather large... Uh, blackened steel head with a long 
oak shaft. Does that change your opinion about it? Are you like, ugh, gross, and oh. you put it back? No, uh, no. <laughs> I just, no, no, I was looking at, because, uh, you know, looking at my dwarven self and what I know. I can do, uh, make an intelligence history check on the origin of stonework. You're considered proficient in history skill. But since this is magical, I probably wouldn't have anything to do with that. It's also not stone. Exactly. So, I'm just checking it out. See if I knew. Very good. Um, where would uh, I go to find out something more about this? I don't believe any of you have the identify spell, do you? No. No. Near. Okay. So, uh, well, let's, uh, let's fast forward here. Uh, mostly because I'm excited to reveal to you this thing that I came up with, and I have no idea if it's under or overbalanced, but I guess we'll find out. So, it is a Warhammer, and uh, you spend enough time with it, and maybe you even uh, you find a little note next to it that, uh, that tells you its name. This is a Warhammer named Groundbreaker. Uh, it is otherwise a normal warhammer that can be used like an otherwise normal warhammer, but it does also have the option where rather than striking an enemy, you can use this warhammer to strike the ground. It'll do reduced damage, but instead acts as an area of effect. Normally, a warhammer would do 1d10 damage. If you choose to, you can instead strike the ground and do 1d6 damage to all enemies within 5 feet. Oh. So there you go. And I'll get that worked out in character sheets later on. That is fantastic. Um, Yeah, I just do a little thing and I saw Peter juggling, so I'm just going to try to do a little flip with this thing and see if I can catch it in my hand. Give me a dexterity check. And I think I can. Okay, I think I can. I don't know. It's a hammer. Let's see if it's well balanced. Is friendly a fire thing with that hammer? Sturdy. Is what? Sorry? Like if I'm if like Fjorten were standing next to me and he used that area of effect, would it hurt me? It would. AOE is AOE. Oh, and that is a critical success. With a twenty-two, you flip it, and you don't just flip it once. You flip the handle around twice, and then you catch this thing. Oh. That feels comfortable. That feels right. Feels, feels good. Right. Feels right. Feels natural. There you go. <sighs> Excuse me. Well, I'm going to just go ahead and railroad DM fast forward you guys back to town here. Um, and we're going to say, by the way, that your your traveling time there is uh, more or less what got you the familiarity, the attunement, one might even say, with this magic item. That, uh, that allows you to understand its abilities and its inner workings, and even its name. Okay. So concludes the Feckin' Spider's quest. For anybody who didn't guess it in advance, uh, what, our enemies there were Atari games? Do you, do you guys remember? Yep. Those were Atari games. Cool. So. Atari games was the correct answer. Atari games. Atari 2600, if I recall. Was there another Atari? Uh, that, that's before my time, really. The 2600 yeah, is the what one was I it, the 72 yeah, or 8? I can't remember. The Atari <laughs> 4. Oh, man, did you guys hear the Atari's coming out with a 4B? And then the next one, they come out with this 2600, and it's like, what the fuck? This doesn't even make sense. 
And then Apple was in the room and they were like, you know what we're going to name ours after? Cats. Cats. Uh, our next operating system is Snow Leopard. So is that better or? Atari 2600, Atari 5200, and Atari 7800. Huh. So... This Warhammer, was it one-handed or two-handed? You have the option of either. I believe one-handed will do 1d8, and two-handed will do 1d10. Yes, and so this one wasn't a particular one. It wasn't either or. Uh, the I think it's called the versatile uh, trait allows you to use either or. So you oh, choose okay. which one you're going to use each time you're going to hit. Okay, I did not. All right. So... But like I said, don't worry about it for right now. I'll put it in your character sheet for later. The Atari 7800 could create 25 on-screen colors. <gasps> Gasp. Also, God. somebody went through and rated all 58 games you can get for the Atari 7800. 58 I games, sold. guys. Can you believe that? I sold my Atari 26. You get a good price? Um, I forget what I sold for, like 100 bucks or something with some games. Not bad. I was actually uh, excited because the guy who bought it, like you, I met him in a parking lot and he showed up like in a minivan with him. Mm-hmm. His kids are in the back. <laughs> and uh, are you sure they were his kids? <laughs> no, I'm not. So I, you know, we do like the whole like, uh, you know, I've got the goods. So I pop open the trunk. I'm, you know, my car. <laughs> and, you know, he's checking out the Atari and I'm like, oh, you know, your kids, uh, kids are gonna have fun with this one he's like this isn't for my kids (laughs) (laughs) what kids i mean yeah that is the only correct answer to that this isn't for my kids are you fucking crazy i sold those shite ataris till 1992 you know i I definitely played a bunch of atari games but yeah that was that was like just a little bit before well no i guess i was in the same era because i got i had a coleco vision which apparently was sort of the knockoff one, but it had Zaxxon, which is one of the best fucking games ever. My first, our first console was a Atari 7800. I played the shit out of Missile Command, Miss Pac-Man, and Defender. You know what the big advantage on the ColecoVision mm-hmm. controller was? It had a Ooh. keypad. So, like, you could pretend you were playing with a phone, which is exactly <laughs> what kids wanted to do. <laughs> the more buttons, the merrier. Like seriously, look up ColecoVision. Wait, I can just I can just send this so you guys can see this controller. The fucking ColecoVision controller was the most ridiculous controller ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you see that thing? <laughs> that was fucking weird. It was r- r- like weirdly not that uncomfortable to play with the two buttons on the side. Uh, but man, were they fucking bizarre. Yeah, that is. They did have, though, check this motherfucker out. They did have this, uh, I remember having this, and it was amazing. They had this uh, steering wheel, and then it had a little gas pedal that you pulled out and then set on the floor. Uh, Where did it? Play like. The driving controller was good. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look at that controller. I remember that. that. (laughs) I I think you put one in in your butt. (laughs) Is that a Coleco controller? Yeah. It had oh. every one of the buttons in the middle was like... Uh, is that uh, like you put your fist in there and... Yeah. The, okay. Yeah, but it was useless because you can't hold something in your fist like that and use the buttons. 
but it was also fun to punch each other with because like it was a hard plastic yeah, shell around the front. Knuckles. <laughs> oh, and you can get a ColecoVision flashback console, which is like a miniature version of it, like the cool modern things that they do. Jesus Christ, who would want to do that? Bought me so an awful. Atari flashback that I, I haven't even taken out of the box. <laughs> Keep meaning to it, like to play Defender and shit, like have drinks and or not like a. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the one where the aliens march down? Yeah, that one. Burp, Space Invaders. Burp, burp. Defenders. I remember being. I remember being good at it when hard. I was a kid, but like it, it is. It's super fucking hard now. I can't play it for shit. Oh yeah, Zaxxon, man. This was the one though. This was a fucking revolutionary game because it was an it was an isometric space shooter. Ooh, look at that! It was fucking revolutionary at the time. See. That was the one we played the most of. It was a fucking badass game. Zaxxon. I'd have no idea that that was a Sega game. It's interesting. It was released on a lot of shit. Uh, okay. That was that was a fun little journey down memory lane. Anyway, let's uh, let's let's do this other thing real quick here because I want to. I, I came up with something today, or I put some things down today that I wanted to share with you guys so uh feckin' spiders will get cleared off the job board uh the other thing that's been on the job board although i don't know if we've actually explored it yet is called new hole same punch which is the next fight group mission where you're gonna fight (laughs) but you're gonna have it in your own hole this time so cool uh that'll be available for you but the main thing that i wanted to bring up is because we've spent so much time talking about how great it would be to run a small business within D&D. And it's going to be a little while before we can really dive into that with doing the Stronghold. So in the meantime, I looked up the rules in the Dungeon Master's Guide for running a business, and that is what we're going to see here in Business Time. So Business Time is going to be a... Uh, It's basically just always going to be in the job board. So whenever you guys want to check in on running your business or businesses, as time goes on, that seems like it's going to be collecting and growing more. You guys will have it here in business time. So the way this will work is business time is not going to gain you any experience. I will still note it in the XP and level uh, note here so you guys can see when you did it. But it's not going to get you anything for experience. It's just purely going to be for money. Business time may only be done once per adventuring session. And doing business time means that all businesses that you own or operate uh, will will process, I guess. We'll, we'll go through and do the roles. So you guys are going to have your main business, which is going to be whatever happens in your stronghold, etc. And we'll follow through with those rules. But then you will also have your side hustle. If I click on the running a business rules here, and I'll show this to you guys as well, uh, you can see there's a little chart there that this is straight up out of the Dungeon Master's Guide that tells you you roll a D100, and whatever the result is tells you whether you lose money, break even, or gain money based on that chart. The Dungeon Master's Guide rules are as follows. Adventurers can end up owning businesses that have nothing to do with delving into dungeons or saving the world. A character might inherit a smithy, or the party might be given a parcel of farmland or a tavern as a reward. If they hold on to the business, they might feel obligated to spend time between adventures maintaining the adventure and making sure it runs smoothly. 
Characters roll a percentile dice and add the number of days spent on this downtime activity, a maximum of 30, then compares the total to the running a business table to determine what happens. If the character is required to pay a cost as a result of rolling on this table but fails to do so, uh, the business begins to fail. For each unpaid debt incurred in this manner, the character takes a negative 10 penalty on subsequent rolls made on the table. I am adding to that a couple of house rules. Uh, I'm going to say, as I mentioned earlier, that you can only do this once per adventuring session. So this isn't just going to be, you know, a fucking slot machine that always pays out. You can't just keep pulling the wheel until you gain or lose it all. You must specify in advance the number of days you're going to spend on it. So you can be like, well, I want to do, I'll spend 10 days working on the business or I'll spend 30 days. You can't be like, well, I spent 10 days, make the roll and be like, you know what? Let's do 10 more. And a maximum of 30 days may be spent this way. If there are multiple businesses, the total of 30 days may be divided among the different businesses according to your choice, but must not exceed 30 days total. You currently have one side hustle, that is Fight Group, that is happening in the basement of Wiener Hall. I didn't see anything in the book about what maintenance costs are supposed to be. Um, so for Fight Group, I assume that's a pretty low-level business and you're not going to make a ton off of it. So that maintenance cost is two gold per day. And that's what we'll use against this table. And that's how we're going to do businesses. All right. Any questions on, on running a business for your business time? So at any time, can we just kind of create a business? Or do we have to stumble upon it in our job board kind of thing? How we did the uh, house, uh, how we did Fight Club. If you guys want to create other businesses, you certainly can. We'll talk through any businesses that you create. And I will be adding one more to to this chart because Fjorten is now the proud owner of a share in uh, the veiny shaft. So we'll treat that just as a business like this here. Um, if the veiny shaft loses money, you'll have to pay in. If the veiny shaft makes money, you'll get paid out. And I think the veiny shaft will be a higher number for the maintenance cost. So more like 10 gold a day, maybe? We'll see how that goes. But yeah, in short, to actually answer your question, you guys can start more businesses if you want to. If it starts getting absurd, I'll be like, oh, okay, this is gonna, this isn't really doing you guys much good. <laughs> um, keep in mind also that um, having a bunch of businesses, you won't be able to devote time to like increase your odds of that business making money. Like you're gonna be spreading yourself thin across multiple businesses. Is what I mean. All right. Was that? My question for now. Cool. Very good. Josh, any questions about this? Shit, nope. And Jerry, you've been wanting to play Dungeons and Accounting for a long time. We're finally doing it. What what questions do you have? None yet. Sweet. Looking, looking forward to be a being a businessman, doing business. Business owner. A businessman. I was doing business. I was a businessman. Stealing from a charity. <laughs> so really got to stop myself from doing that. Uh, so if you guys wanted to, we can do business time right now and see how it turns out. Let me just go ahead and... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or we don't have to. We cannot do business time this time. That's totally cool, too. Where do we find it? Um, it should be visible to you. Job board? should be business visible time. under the job board. Mm -hmm. And it'll always be on the job board. Because I definitely want to... Uh... Because I don't own the mine in general. It's just a share. Correct. Yeah. I'm trying to think how 
how would I increase my position in something or make it grow or work on it if I don't even do anything with it? Well, I feel like that one's like a, like you almost own shares and you get paid a dividend. Like, I feel like the only way to increase that one is to like buy more shares of a mine or something. I mean, you can also just go like work in the mine. You could, you know, drum up uh, advertising or like, you know, try and sell the products from the mine. Like there's other things you can do to help out the mine. No, what I would do, I'd try to contract my own workers and not work under old, uh, what's his nuts? I, I even made him and I can't remember his name. <laughs> okay, let's I, initiate business time. I drink your rainy shaft. Uh, I drink it. <laughs> that's exactly right. All right. Ecolias. Ecolias Blingerstone. Mm hmm. All right. So. It is currently the fifth of Hado. We're actually gonna I'm actually gonna edit that because you guys would have had some time coming back and stuff. So we're saying it is the sixth, or at least it was when you got back, which would be day sixty-six of the campaign. So tell me how many days are you guys going to devote to business time activities? And you're now splitting them between Fight Group and the Vaney Shaft. How much time will you spend? Up to a maximum of 30. So what's, what's the downside of just spending 30 days? Right now, there isn't a ton. As things progress in the campaign and like, you know, other people are doing things that you might not want them to do, they'll have just like time to do what they want to do. But right now you don't have any like active enemies. You're not like, accruing interest on debts or anything so in theory there's really no downside to spending 30 days at this point 30 days it is then well i guess it would be uh yeah it de- any of these job boys gonna because it's like 30 days without us doing anything else right no adventuring or anything like that correct yep when yep. you devote time to business time, you're not doing anything else. So I think it depends on the job board on if any of these will go away in 30 days. I think we can make new whole same punch at any time we want. So it's just something to keep track of. Yeah, that is actually very specifically what I was intending for these. And I'll, I'll have to start putting like expiration dates on quests. Yeah. Uh, so that you know how long you have to do it. But right now there are none. Well, if I would, that's been a... We could do maybe a 20 and 10. I would spend 10 days in the mine myself, just getting experience of the, the Bliggerstone production area and see how much my investment's getting back from this place. Sweet. All right. So you guys are going to spend 10 days working on the Vaney shaft and you're going to spend 20 days working on fight group. Uh, so I'm going to say, what am I going to say? I'm going to say that because... Because fight group is kind of specific to um, specific to Jeff. Jeff, I'm gonna have you make a D100 roll. Eleven. That's not great. <laughs> uh, and then Fjorten, I'll have you make the veiny shaft roll. <laughs> Twelve. That's not good. Uh, wow, we suck at so, rolling, guys. First, first, uh, first day of being a business people, you didn't do well. Uh, so it is now 
fast forwarded to the sixth of Bumu. I feel like I should just get rid of the stupid in-game calendar that I made and use the regular calendar. Nobody cares. We're on day 96 of the campaign after you spent 30 days on your, uh, on your businesses. Uh, you're getting a 12 plus 10 for the 10 days you spent working on the veiny shaft. That means that's 22. You're getting a 11 plus 20 for fight group, which gets you up to 31. According to our magical mystical chart from the Dungeon Master's Guide, what that means is uh, you must pay <laughs> for both of these because these are both... Oh no, this... Uh, for the veiny shaft, you must pay the business's full maintenance cost for each of the days. And for fight group, you must pay half of the business's maintenance cost for those days. Uh, so that means th 30 days times 10 gold. Uh, Jordan, right? you owe on the veiny shaft 300 gold. I owe them $300 for the one and a half times, is that right? Uh, for just straight up 10 gold times 30 days. So you uh, you you spent 30 gold trying to make the business better and more profitable, mm -hmm. and you just didn't make that money back. And then uh, the fight group, like you just didn't promote hard enough. Who's really sure what happens? Um, that was 30 days times two gold, but you only pay half of it. Uh, so... Um, you lost 15 gold, Jeff, on uh, on Fight Group for the last month. Well, fuck. So that's a that's a Did real shitty introduction to owning small businesses. Do you say that was 300? 300, because the maintenance cost for the mine is 10 gold a day. It's just GameStop all over again. All right. Nothing. No Jerry. Oh, cool. <laughs> nice. Sweet. So yeah, that's a uh, that's. That's your uh, that's your introduction to running a business based on the Dungeon Master's Guide rules. Uh, the stuff that you're going to get for the Stronghold is a little bit more of a sure bet, but you have to be able to get up to the point where you can afford that, so today was not a good start towards affording that. That's realistic. There you go. Right? Put your money in and... Campaign 2, episode 63, I Use My Bonus Action to Say Goodbye, was released on February 28th, 2021. Join us again next week as we fight more things, or, you know, whatever. On... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! <laughs> I was looking through old posts, and there's Foghorn Leghorn and that dog jerking each other off. What?
<laughs> uh, was Nick there was. for that night? <laughs> oh, this was in Discord? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I missed that one. Really? What? <laughs> it came up supernaturally, too. 